of the TDM show. I am your host, as per the usual, Greg. Uh, I've got the better half of the co-hosts with me this week. One of the top 26 photographers in Kansas City. The guy who keeps everything running smoothly for us here. What's up, Matt? What's up, Greg? Um... I will agree on a lot of the things you said. I will not say what I disagree with, <laughs> but because that's not the point we're here. But what's up, guys? Thanks for look, tuning in again. You can follow me on all social media at Matt underscore you too. Look, Caleb's not here to defend himself. He, he chose. He said he's got some finals to do, like, that really matters. Like, come on, man. Schoolwork. Schoolwork. See, we both put that behind us. <laughs> yeah. I graduated high school years ago. <laughs> right. No, but uh, Matt, since we don't have the talkative, the boisterous, the always opinionated Caleb, how are you doing this week? Um, pretty good. Uh, I it feels like it's been a crazy week, um, and because I've already platinum Miles Morales, it's just kind of like a waiting period of like twiddling my thumbs, um, before like acquiring the next game that I will like throw myself at. But in other news, I I just dropped something all over the place. I got this cool little Patronus uh, that my friend got me for for Christmas. All right, give give a shout out. Who's the awesome friend? Uh, It came from my friend. If you can. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it came from my friend Kelby uh, and Justine. I think Kelby bought it, but I threw in Justina just because I appreciate it both so much. And I also spent part of my time watching Harry Potter with them, my first watch through. Uh, so shout out to them. They're awesome. Uh, and now I have to actually go and take a quiz to find out what my Patronus is. Hmm. Alright, so I wanna I wanna keep the audience updated. We've been talking about this a little bit. You know, you brought it up, you said you coming off that fresh platinum you got with uh, Spider-Man and Miles Morales. So I just thought, you know, we'll do a little look in here. So we got going on. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, just so everybody knows, Caleb has yet to do any more work in God of War. <laughs> he hasn't done anything yet. And, you know, do you remember what Caleb was talking about his game of the year was so far this year? And what he thinks he gets to win? I think he gave it to Ghost. He did. He did. He said he gave it to Ghost. And I don't know. I don't know that he actually. It doesn't look like he even beat the game. (laughs) I'm looking at his trophies right now. He has not completed the game. Oh, goodness. Leave the past behind and accept the burden of your new mantle. Has not completed that trophy. That's hilarious. Complete all of Ishikawa's tales. Didn't do that one either. Mm. Like, it's his game of the year. The game of the year he didn't complete. So good he didn't have to finish game. it. It's it's kind of like a, a Forbes video game journalist. They just play the super easy mode to coast through, and then after like three hours in, they're like, I can write a review on this. Hey, Caleb apparently picked up Cliff Notes and said, you know what? Game of the year. Cliff <laughs> Notes, best Cliff Notes ever. This is my game of the year. <laughs> so, well, we won't spend the entire episode talking about Caleb because uh, that would just be far too easy. We'll do. We'll wait till he comes back to do that. But no, this week I um 
I didn't really play any games. I played a little bit more of the Labyrinth uh, Code Refrain. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> got through some of that. Never installed Ghost like I said I would. Almost bought Hades, but was like, I don't want to spend 20 bucks. <laughs> so I didn't do that either. Um, I don't know. Well, I, I got three games to plow through. I think, I, th- I feel like I've done a disservice, Matt. Mm-hmm. And I say that because I'm looking back at my list. And on my list of games that I've completed this year, I think there is one game that could have been on the Xbox console. But I beat it on the PlayStation side. Oh, that's Doom Eternal. Oh, Doom Eternal? Hmm. Yeah. Everything else has been on Switch, um, for the most part, with some PlayStation big hitters from this year, as well as a game from the past. Um, so I did that. I also thought, maybe I'd bust out my Game Boy and see if I could play it through like one of the old Mario games. Heck yeah. Shouldn't take me too long. My fear, though, <clears throat> is that when I'm done playing it after holding the Game Boy... My hands are just like, I, j- I just, I wouldn't be able to. Just, just, just uh, holding it like this. Arthritis. <laughs> yeah, and I, I don't have the magnifying glass anymore for the Game Boy, so like, I know my eyes would just be in absolute agony. Mm. We'll see. I've done worse for my body before. Done far worse. Yeah, I'm, so, you, you said that, and I'm pretty sure, uh, sad news, I think I lost my DS. I don't know where, though. Yeah, it's it's a sad day. The, the, the one where you had just purchased a Pokemon game, Emerald, if I'm not mistaken? Ruby. Ruby. Yeah. Same difference. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty much the same game. Yes. Yes, unfortunately. Uh, and I have no idea where it is. Which is very unfortunate, because I, uh, I know exactly where I left. I was trying to find a Feebass. <laughs> which is so freaking hard. Um, but yeah, this is Unfortunately. So it sounds like you're breaking up a little bit over there, Matt. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I I know exactly where I left. I just was looking for a fee bass, and it got hard, and I was just like, I'll do this later. It's been a couple of months. Well, let's let's talk about some stuff in the video game world. Um, now we're gonna we're gonna do a little different this week. Normally we we come prepared. Mm-hmm. And we actually look at, we do some research and look at some information. This week, neither one of us did. Nope. Uh, so I pulled, I have some windows up here. And I pulled these up. And I was going to throw them at you. And you tell me which ones you want to talk about. We'll go from there. Uh, I guess this is kind of like, uh, what's the game I'm thinking of? I guess it's kind of like Russian roulette, except you get to choose. In this game, you live. <laughs> all right so we can talk about player's choice we can talk about temtem i've got some call of duty news over here important i got some talk on casey hudson uh, a little sea of thieves some metal gear or some persona so what do you want to talk about um I would like to see what's behind door number player's choice. Player's choice vote for November 2020's best new game. This is coming directly from the PlayStation blog. Uh, PS5 has arrived, and we are going to talk about some awesome games. So let's see here. Now, we haven't read this, so we're just flying by the seat of our pants. So 
Let's do this. So, player's choice. What was November 2020's best new game? Now, this is a long list. So, we have Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Astro's Playroom, Bug Snacks, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, Demon Souls, PS5, Destiny 2 Beyond Light, Dirt 5, Fuser, Godfall, Kingdom Hearts, Melody of Memory, and if anybody chooses I swear to God, you're wrong. Marvel Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and that goes up to Spencer, too. Spencer, if you listen or watch this, you're wrong. Just know that right now. I know you played it. I know you liked it. If you think it's the best of 20, November 2020, you are 100% wrong. Love you, Rich Homie Spencer. Uh, Miles Morales, NBA 2K21. Why is... Okay. The Pathless, Planet Coaster Console Edition, Sackboy A Big Adventure, Sakuna of Rice and Ruin, Star Renegades, Switch and Shoot, Watch Dogs Legion, WRC9, FIA World Rally Championship, Yakuza, like a dragon. So, one question. I get, I get that they are showing off the variety of the games that were either released or um, reintroduced on the PS5 because it came out last month. But Dirt 5? Who is voting for that? (laughs) So Dirt 5 actually just released this month. Like and early December, like December so they, one, they have, or like November thirty. Uh, this is no uh, December. This is all November stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, they've got on the blog. It says, "How does it work?" At the end of every month, PlayStation blog will open a poll where you can vote for the best new game released that month. Soon thereafter, we'll close the polls, tell your votes, and announce the winner at PlayStation blog. PlayStation Store will also showcase some top players' choice winners throughout the year. What is the voting criteria? That's up to you. If you were only able to recommend one new release to a friend that month, which would it be? In keeping with our long tradition of the Game Year Awards, remastered or re-released games won't qualify. Ambitious, large-scale rebuilds and remakes like Shadow of the Colossus and Crash Bandicoot and Saint Trilogy will. How are nominees decided? The PlayStation Blog and PlayStation Store editorial teams will gather a list of that month's most noteworthy releases and use it to see the poll. Write-in votes will be accepted. So first off, this is a huge month. Mm-hmm. Second of all, this is a huge month full of a book. Like this is like an entire season of anime where you have like four good episodes and everything else is filler. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Especially because, like you said, the PS Five just came out, and so next gen is here. Um, people say a lot. Of, yeah, a lot of people say good things about Assassin's Creed. Um, I could see that possibly becoming player's choice but me personally i'm gonna have to give it to miles morales really fantastic game a really good uh middle step for them giving us the true sequel um and just a lot of fun it wasn't as extensive it wasn't a full playthrough it's probably like i probably got what 20 30 hours out of it if that but yeah i'd probably give it to oh, that okay how many of these games on the list have you actually played? Only one. <laughs> I refuse to touch 2K. It is on our band so for a reason. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Yeah, I take that back. Yeah, I, and, and, I play Astro's Playroom. Okay. And I don't understand why 2K is allowed to be on the list for November, even though it's very much so a re-release. Mm-hmm. And that kind of says... Does it qualify as a larger scale rebuild and remake? 
I don't think so. I don't, and it says right here, remastered release games won't qualify. This is a re-release game. And I guess that, that's the thing. How are, they, how are they defining it? Because a lot of times when we think of re-release, it's a game that's already been out for like a year, but it's just like ported to a new platform or something like that. Um, Which but is it's still exactly in the same... What 2K21 is. But it's still within the same like time frame of it being released. It's only like came out, what, September? And then even just EA... Yeah, but... Um, it, Ported. This is just for the month of November. This is true. Yeah, so I, I have that same issue with uh, Watch Dogs Legion. Because technically, that game came out on the 29th of October. Mm. It's an October game. Yeah. You're wrong, guys. I know it got re-released on the PS5 in November. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. Sorry. So we're going to take those two off. Those two get uh, shot out the cannon. I think I've only played one game on this list. I own two, three. <laughs> Technically, I own three. One of them I can't play because I don't have that PS5 yet, so I can't play Bug Snacks. Mm-hmm. I've played Call of Duty. I own a uh, Valhalla. I really want Fuser. Fuser looks really, really cool. Uh, but I think I'm going to have to give it with you just based off of the sales that I've had and what I've uh, given to customers as they've given me their money in return. I'm going to go with Miles. Yeah. I can't find that. It's sold out. And I voted. So that's an RBF. So let's close that window, Matt. So now we're down. One down. However many to go until we decide we're done. <laughs> All right. So, again, Temtem, Call of Duty, Casey Hudson, Sea of Thieves, Metal Gear, Persona. Uh, Casey Hudson. Casey Hudson. General Manager Casey Hudson and Dragon Age Executive Producer Mark Dara are leaving Bioware. And this is coming from GameIndustry.biz. In a blog post from EA Chief Studios Officer Laura Meal, thanked Pear for their year of work at the company and reassured that announced projects and Mass Effect, the legendary team, would proceed as planned. Uh, Samantha Ryan will continue to oversee BioWare as SVP of Mobile, Maxis, and BioWare EA while a search for a new general manager is conducted, while Gary McKay, Senior Director of Development Operations, will serve as Interim Studio Manager. So, Matt, I'm sorry. I got a new job to get. (laughs) No, this is interesting because Casey Hudson if I'm not mistaken, was actually with the company when they like first started their real big come up with the whole Mass Effect series. Mm-hmm. Um, after Mass Effect 3, if I'm not mistaken, he left. Uh, he then returned a couple years before uh, Anthem released, and Anthem was the last game that Casey Hudson oversaw the release of. And if you don't know what Anthem is, that's because it's a blip on everybody's radar <laughs> and a game that nobody wanted to play. It was uh, uh, Caleb um, wanted to play. Had great. Yeah, Caleb defended the hell out of that game. If he was here right now, he'd still be saying it's a great game. Go play it, even though it's straight garbage. <laughs> but it was, it was a a Destiny like game, open world, um, team based shooter, loot and shoot kind of or shoot and loot. I guess it would be. Mm-hmm. I don't know, looter shooter, whatever you want to yeah, call loot it. And shoot. And, but you were like. You were like Iron Man, 
but not Iron Man on a random remote planet, and they talked about how they're going to have all this content that I don't think any came out. So it was a very barren, disappointing game. Not to mention that, like, this was last March, and the game had, like, the weirdest launch lineup because it was EAX exclusive. Xbox, think, had a couple days early, and then you had PlayStation if you had, like, or no, it was EA Access, and then you had the top-tier one you could buy, the mid-tier one you could buy, and the base game, and each game got you a different early early access to the game itself. Ridiculous. Everything was a mess from the start. So, but he's gone. Mm-hmm. Again. Looking for a new job. Um, I'm sure it says on here somewhere. Uh, Blizzard veteran Bioware Austin Studio director Christian Daly will take over leadership of the upcoming Dragon Age game as executive producer, while Matthew Goldman will remain as creative director. Uh, is there anything big on here? While I look mad, are there any thoughts regarding this? Um, I, I, I mean, the obvious question would be, um, how does this impact Dragon Age? Because they do have another game coming out, or because uh, that's Elder Scrolls Six, that'd be coming out. If I'm not mistaken, that they no, teased... that's uh, that's Blizzard, or not Blizzard? That's Bethesda. Mm, you're right. You're right. This is Bio. Yeah, Bioware would be your Mass Effect, your Anthem, um, Dragon Age, and uh, Kotor. If you remember way back in the day, that's yeah. what really made them big. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then I got nothing. I honestly, I'm not a huge. Uh, I, I, I mean, I play the Mass Effect games. I enjoyed the first one. The second one, eh. But hopefully, uh, they can still kind of like keep the direction. And because were they planning on redoing the trilogy? Uh, they just announced releasing it. Uh, two Bioware veterans recently left the company, but the developer continues to work on Dragon Age 4, and it won't be long until we see more of the game. This is coming from GameSpot. Uh, a special look at the Dragon Age is coming during the Game Awards this Thursday, December 10th. No further details on what the reveal will entail were divulged. And uh, actually, Jeff Keighley tweeted the picture out. Uh, says, don't miss a special look at the next Dragon Age from Bioware during the Game Awards next Thursday. So... I'm assuming Dragon Age is far enough along to where EA wants to show us another clip of the stuff that they're working on, but no out gameplay footage. Mm-hmm. That's you know, pretty typical for EA at this point. They like to destroy all hopes and dreams by just crushing everything that you think it could be. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I, I would suspect that that game will be fine. There won't be any issues with it whatsoever as far as regards to losing Casey Hudson. Um, so we... I don't know. It shouldn't be that big of a deal. Honestly, it's it's two dudes. It's I don't want to like say, oh, whatever. They're just two dudes leaving. But really, it's two dudes from a team of a couple hundred that are leaving. Yeah. Not that big of a deal. Right. It'd be kind of like if Caleb left the podcast. We still have it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking all my shots. I'm feeling froggy today. Right. All right. All right. So, Persona, Call of Duty, Metal Gear, Temtem, Sea of Thieves. Uh, let's do Temtem. 
Tum Tum. Do you know what Tum Tum is? Nope. Wait, it is. Alright, so Is Tum Tum the pseudo Pokemon? My dude, welcome to the world of Temtem Tamer. Temtem is a massively multiplayer creature collecting game, collecting game where you'll discover mis- masses of friends, foes, and of course, Temtem to find and train. You'll uncover a remarkable story playing solo or alongside friends, trading, taming, and battling through the airborne archipelago. This comes from PlayStation Blog. The multiplayer creature collecting adventure arrives on PS5. So this game has been in uh, early access, when I was taken on Steam for quite some time. It is 100% um, a Pokemon-like game in its appearance. They do have some tips on the blog and uh, uh, all kinds of stuff. The way you can customize your character, much like we've seen in the new Pokemon games. And I'm actually going to dig deeper and see if we can find some more stuff. Is this a game you've been thinking about playing? So I saw I saw someone tweet about it uh, earlier this week, and they were, I think, they were more of a Temtem fan than Pokemon, or at least at this point they were kind of like tired of Pokemon and wanted to to dive into Temtem. So there's intrigue there, but not curious enough to purchase it. Hmm. hmm. Let me see something here. If we go to the PlayStation Store and we just search Temtem, one result pops up. Because I know it's supposed to come to the Switch as well. And, I mean, you guys have been listening long enough, you know. Golly, this is killing me. Matt. What's up? I need a PS5. Is it only on PS5? It's, uh... Yes, if you go to the PlayStation Store, the only thing that pops up is the PlayStation 5 version. No PS4 version is available. It is $37.49. It comes out on Monday, December 7th. So when this podcast goes live, you too can purchase and download your copy of Temtem. Oh, wow. Uh, on, on PlayStation.com's webpage, it's got the creature collecting MMO you've been waiting for. Every kid dreams about becoming a Temtem Tamer, exploring the six islands of the airborne archipelago, discovering new species, and making good friends along the way. Am I saying that right? Is that archipelago? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Okay. I just, I I feel like I'm saying it wrong. Uh, (laughs) Now it's your turn to embark on an epic adventure and make those dreams come true. That sounds really familiar. Catch through Temtem on... Um, Nenentia's Floating Islands. I that uh, yeah, I purchased that one. Battle other tamers on the sandy beaches of Denis, or trade with your friends in Tukma's ash-covered fields. Defeat the ever annoying Clan Bellesto and end its plot to rule over the archipelago. Beat all eight dojo leaders and become the ultimate Temtem leader. Eight dojo leaders. Eight. Okay. <laughs> eight dojo leaders. Eight, and you can then become the ultimate tamer. I bet in order to become the ultimate tamer, you have to then beat the last four. Well, hold on. Is that a little familiar? We can't say that it's exactly similar because uh, you can carry five Temtem with you and not six. <laughs> or at least for the, the com- game. Or competitively, at least. Um, I mean, it's interesting enough. Uh, the standard edition is thirty-eight bucks in the PlayStation Store right now. Um, Deluxe is sixty, so 
So, I mean, if I were to, like, throw money at a game just to, like, pass time, which I'm kind of in that phase right now, not necessarily that I want to throw money at anything, uh, but I feel like this would kind of be the thing that, like, check it out, play it, um, maybe it'd get me inspired to play Pokemon Sword and Shield again. Um, but yeah, it seems intriguing enough. Maybe I will buy it. Matt. Matt. Yes. Reach out to Humble Bundle. See if we can get you a code to play this on your PS5. Okay. <laughs> I. We have yet to do that. Do it. I will make a note of that. Like, like you don't need the deluxe edition. You get the standard, but the deluxe edition. This. Is... <laughs> so for twenty extra dollars, Matt. Not only do you get ten ten a game, but you get camo short hair bandana early access, camo long hair bandana early access. Camo Fatigues Early Access and a Camo Rucksack Early Access. They love Camo. That's 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 $5 an item. I'm I'm curious. I want I, I I'm intrigued by this because it is uh what every old school Pokemon fan has been clamoring for years and asking for is a Pokemon MMO. And Humble Bumble, Humble Bundle, who's publishing this game, I wonder who it's developed by. Uh, Humble Bundle, Humble Bundle, Bumble. <laughs> Those guys, I can't say that. It's not going to work. <laughs> They're publishing this game, and, and, and it, it's, they just unabashedly were like, yo, you wanted it. We got it. It's straight up bootleg Pokemans. Like, it doesn't look bad. I don't want to say it looks great. Yeah, I'm really it's, intrigued. And it's also kind of like uh, it, it's it's that cross that you've always seen between uh, Pokemon and Digimon. That's what I get. Yeah. I just want to know why it's not coming to the PlayStation Four. Why do us guys who are got screwed out? And aren't going to be able to get a PlayStation 5 at the current moment. Why don't we get to play the Pokemon MMO RPG? It's not cool. Not cool at all. And it will have uh, crossplay between PS5 and PC communities. Mm-hmm. Wait, did you answer the question uh, who it was developed by? No, did you? Prima Games? Is that them? Are they the ones who did it? Um, yes. Crema Games. So I, I would say hit up Crema and hit up Humble. Hum, those guys that are publishing it. Hit them up and, and see if you can't get you a code. I would say get Caleb a code, but we all know Dagram going to well. That man still hasn't platinum God of War. He hasn't even beat his quote unquote game of the year. Mm. Like, did he? I don't think he beat Last of Us. Did he beat Final Fantasy? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he beat Final Fantasy. He was the last of three of us. We were waiting on him to beat it. Yeah. Well, who knows? Maybe they'll feel pity on us. <laughs> Just maybe. Get you a code. Just maybe. We'll try. We'll try. Well, I, I would ask for a code for myself, but, you know, since it's on PS5 and not PS4. Did you get your uh, VR headset adapter? 
I got yes. <laughs> I have my first PlayStation Five accessory. I'm all ripping, raring, and ready to go, and I can play my VR games on my PS Five that I don't have. Yeah. So, I did find out today though. My wife has uh, been in search of a PlayStation Five. She was contemplating or attempting to purchase me one for Christmas, which is awesome. I, that's what I love her for. Um, but she's failed, so that's where the love stops. Um, <laughs> but it, it's it's just she she kind of gave up and she quit and she said no dice. So, uh, ladies, if you're out there and you have a PS5, get your boy up. Let's see what we can do. <laughs> what up, girl? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> That kills me. So, so Temtem. Temtem's on PS5. And PC. Which I could play on the PC, but let's be honest. Yeah. Installing drivers. Updating monitors. Like, it doesn't work. Okay. PCs like are for Google searches, podcasts, and uh, World of Warcraft. If you're doing anything else on a PC besides those three things, you're probably doing it wrong. It's true. All right. All right. So, Temtem. We're done with Temtem. Matt, I want to talk about Poe Dameron. Oh, the next one. I am. So. Yeah. Really excited about that. Coming from GameIndustry.biz. We're going to do. We're going to do. We're going to do a little E-Man and uh, TDM. A little crossover today. Especially yeah. Got Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> Metal Gear Solid film reportedly will star Oscar Isaac. Star Wars Poe Dameron, Oscar Isaac, is reportedly gearing up for a video game film appearance as Solid Snake in Sony's upcoming Metal Gear Solid film. Uh, according to sources speaking with Deadline, Isaac's busy schedule means that a production date still is yet to be set for the film, which is still in early development. This might not happen. But, what's your thoughts on it? Um, two things. Love the idea of Oscar Isaac doing that. Did you watch uh, what was the movie with Ben Affleck, Oscar Isaac, um, and there were two others that they were essentially like escorting drugs to like get this huge payday from a, from a crime boss in like South America or Central America. Hmm, see. I, I really see. can't remember the name of it. Um, but it was, it was a fantastic movie. Oscar Isaac obviously has the acting chops for it. He, he can do it. Um, I also saw some things on Twitter that um, the audience members of the female variety are equally excited because uh, Snake's suit is very flattering <laughs> to say the least. Uh, yeah, I, I think it'd be fun but at the same time, we've seen how video game movies go. Can they do this well? Who knows? I do. The answer is no. They can't. Like it, it just it, it won't happen. It, it video, as I said before, pre-stressed on this podcast, the best two video game movies ever made are Groundhog Day and Palm Springs. 
well, and that's because they are roguelikes. Well, here's here's the There's thing. There's never been a great... Uh, yes, I would agree with that. There's never been a great one. I think Sonic, when they redid Sonic, that was good, especially for the demographic that it was geared towards. Listen. Listen. I don't care how you feel about it. I think it was good, especially considering where it was coming from. Um, and it has potential for a sequel to do better. Is it the best? No. But it's not complete dumpster fire garbage. And somehow that's a win still. But yes, track record isn't great. So, again, great pick in Oscar Isaac. Really hate to see it to my boy. If this does go through, we'll just have to see. Okay, because I don't like not knowing answers to things, uh, the movie you were talking about, I'm guessing, is Triple Frontier? Yes, Triple Frontier. And the answer to your question is no, I have not seen that. I think I've seen like three movies with Oscar Isaac in it. And those, well, no, I've seen more than three. I've seen all three of the Star Wars movies. Mm -hmm. Did you see Abyss or whatever it was with Natalie Portman? I watched the Adams Family, uh, the animated one, mm. into the Spider Verse, because he was interesting person number one in that one apparently. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I can't say. I think I watched X Men Apocalypse at six. But if I did, I definitely forgot about it. God, he's been in a lot of movies. He has. Wait, won't that... Is this... Well, this is the steel to never back on, right? No. No, that's completely different. Never mind. I don't want to... Yeah, no. I haven't seen any of the other movies. That I can tell, I know for certain. So... Oscar Isaac is going to be in a movie. I'm excited to see him in Dune. Um, Dune's a really cool movie, a book I've never read and probably won't ever do because it's a book. Um, <laughs> so I'm just going to be honest with you. Ladies, don't know out there. Um, but, we'll, I mean, we'll see. It's I don't have high expectations for this, which I think makes it easier for it to be better. Um, it's going to be a dump truck on fire, though. Mm-hmm. Especially because this man is like super, super busy. As I'm, as I'm seeing, looking at his IMDb page, when he's got one, two, two movies announced, one, two, three, four, five movies in, in pre-production. He's filming at least one of them currently, and it's just like the man is busy. Yeah, leave that man alone, or keep working because he wants a paycheck apparently. I'm gonna close that window. All right, so we got Temtem done. We talked about Dragon Age with Casey Hudson. So you want to go to the ocean? You want to go to Warzone? Or you want to go to Anime Land? Uh, because I hate swimming. We're not going there. Let's go to Anime Land. Anime Land, Persona Five Strikers. Which apparently is going to have a, another, like it, it's got to have an extra semicolon on there because it can't just be one title, right? 
right. what was previously known as Persona 5 Scrambled is now Persona 5 Scrambled, semicolon, Phantom Strikers. Why? Why? Why do you have to do this? Like, whatever. Uh, we'll launch in the West in February 2021, uh, one year after its Japanese release, according to a trailer that the publisher Atlas uploaded to YouTube and they very quickly removed on Friday. So, like, I, I, I don't understand at this point why. Mm-hmm. Do you have any, any thoughts on this? Um, so I actually went through the PlayStation uh, Plus collection library and I downloaded Persona 5. I've never played any of the Persona games. Ricky's always telling me, just play Persona 5. He will champion Persona 5 Royale, so will Caleb. Any day, any which way to Sunday. Um... So I figured at some point I'll give it a shot. That's not this week, probably not next week, but at some point I will. Uh, but I, I'm glad that they found it valuable to take that game from Japan and bring it out here. Um, I'm not sure how much different it is than the other Persona games that we've already gotten, and I don't know if they confirmed. Is it? going to be on all consoles or is it just going to be on Switch and PlayStation? Is it going to be on Steam? So from Polygon, the hack and slash spinoff of the Japanese role-playing franchise was given a February 23rd, 2021 launch date for the Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, and Windows PC uh, before it was removed. Polygon has reached out to Atlas representative for comment. So it was given a date and they took the date away. So it's a real thing that's not going to happen unless it actually happens, in which case it's then again a real thing. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And, and I, Have you played Persona? I have not. I just went through this whole spiel. I have not. <laughs> Sorry. I wasn't paying attention. I was trying to hit a bridge on me, Spencer. Apparently he didn't want to interact with me. Right. I've... I, 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 I don't mean to... I, I apologize. It's As you can tell, I'm in top-notch A-plus mood right now. So it's it, I'm all over the place. It's like a shiny squirrel cat's running over here to keep me distracted. Um, no, I played Persona 4 Golden on the Vita uh, maybe for like 20 hours mm. and realized I had way too many more hours to go. Um, and I, didn't, I don't really like that whole let's build a relationship kind of thing because then I feel bad when I'm a dick, uh, but I don't really get anything out of it when I'm nice. It's like, oh, boy whatever um so it, it it's interesting it's one of those mini games that i always talk about it says on paper this is a game that i should love yeah now the fact that it's a hack and slash that means that i can mindlessly just smash buttons in this game and probably wreck things mm-hmm. i am far more intrigued about that however <laughs> my concern is that if i play this on a switch i'm gonna crack the back plate of my switch again yes it's already happened. So I don't think I'm going to, if I play this, it will not be on the Switch, although I, it's hard for me to gravitate away from that because as we've seen with all the games I've played this year, 90% of them, it seems like, are on the Switch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I, 
so this actually leads me to an interesting question because I was discussing with a, a group of friends uh, the other day because someone uh, just wanted a clarification. Uh, and Greg, maybe you could shed some light on this. What, okay, first of all, there are many spectrums of gamers, as we know. Clearly, I am just a top-notch gamer. I'm so competitive. I know the ins and outs of every single thing of this industry. But for those that are more casual listeners on this podcast, what is an RPG? And what constitutes an RPG? And how is a JRPG different than an RPG? (laughs) I think you're muted. Sorry, I was yelling at my kid. An <laughs> RPG is uh, is a role-playing game, and typically speaking, you would assume the role of a of characters that would either, you know, they're they're sword and shield guys, they're you know healers or stuff like that. Uh, stats would then increase on those characters as levels increase, and the characters become more powerful, new weapons, stuff like that. Um, a, a JRPG game is typically considered uh, more of a traditional Japanese game, um, which is a Japanese rolling game, which is more of a turn-based. So think of your older Final Fantasies, uh, your Persona games, whereas the Western RPG nowadays would be considered more like Elder Scrolls, Fallout, uh, Mass Effect, as we talked about earlier, Dragon Age, something where you still have that level-up element um, but it's 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 more action oriented, uh, action RPG as they're more commonly called. But mm-hmm. Western, when you're referring to the two, um, I'm a huge RPG fan, more specifically JRPGs where I lean because I do like that kind of turn based feel to it. I do like some more of the more modern westerns. I don't like Bethesda though, so you can remove all of those games from that list. <laughs> Sorry guys, I don't. Um, but it's. I don't know. I, I, I don't know how I feel about this one. As somebody who's not invested at all into the uh, persona genre and has currently tried to contact the only two people I know that play persona <laughs> games and both of them have ignored me. Um, I have nothing else to say on it. I tried. I, I tried to give us better content and uh, the two people I know that play the games just ignored me. That's, hilarious. That's how important I am. Thanks, Ricky. Rich homie Spencer and Ricky just ignored us Uh, when I send you a text message and say hey you busy or got a minute able to talk like just respond say no somebody go F off I don't care (laughs) just say something don't leave a homie hanging on the plus side though either neither one of them had receipts on or they just completely ignored nope Spencer completely ignored me. He's got read receipts. <laughs> what, about, what about Ricky? Ricky? Ricky's smart. We ain't getting caught. That's <laughs> my dude. Yeah. That's my dude. All right. Let's talk about Call of Duty. So, good golly almighty, Call of Duty, coming from GameSpot, uh, franchise generates $3 billion in the past 12 months, but Black Ops units sales might be down. Activision has released some details on just how massive the Call of Duty franchise is, saying in a news release that the series has surpassed 3 billion in sales over the past 12 months. 
Additionally, the number of people playing Call of Duty and the hours spent in game is breaking records. It's 2020. It's not hard to break records when nobody's going outside because they're afraid of the world. This is facts. Sorry, uh, uh, I, yeah, I, I, I come back to this. Uh, additionally, the number of people, the milestone comes after the launch of Black Ops Cold War, which one analyst believes is not selling as well as 2019's extremely popular Call of Duty Modern Warfare from last year. One analyst. One. Glad we got a majority. Activision's numbers state that Call of Duty sales are net bookings and their company's parlance up uh, are up 80% year-to-date, with units sold through more than 40%. Um, let's see. The press release also mentioned that more than 200 million people have played Call of Duty game in 2020 across all installments. For console, PC, and PC specifically, the Call of Duty franchise has reached the highest number of players in recorded history. Again, 2020. They got nothing else to do. Play on that PlayStation. Um, or Xbox or PC, if you prefer. You know, you do you. Uh, what's more, 2020, November 2020 was the biggest November on record for the Call of Duty franchise in terms of monthly players and hours played. Uh, let's see, it talks about uptick in players and time spent in Call of Duty is, is expected given the expansion of the series in recent years. Call of Duty Warzone, the Battle Royale game, is proving to be extremely popular with more than 85 million players since launch in March. Call of Duty Mobile 2 is doing very well. Uh, with 300 million downloads in its first year, these games are these are games that did not exist 18 months ago, and they're microtransaction juggernauts with their free-to-play business models. Additionally, Call of Duty: Modern Warfare 2 Remastered was released this year, so it's truly it truly was a gigantic year for for the franchise. I mean, again, it's 2020. Call of Duty has always been the biggest game. Um, of the year, and it looks like this year's might not be as big as before, but like, it's still probably going to be the biggest game of the year. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to be as big as it was last year. Um, to add on to that, the Call of Duty Black Ops Season 1 has been postponed a little bit as far as for Warzone goes, so I'm sure that will have a uh, very minor impact on those who are playing Warzone already. Um, but who really cares? Because you got the game, you're gonna get that that extra stuff anyway. But what's what's fascinating to me is Fortnite did this thing where they created seasons, and they're not the first one to do it by any means. Because there's other games that have done it before Fortnite, but Fortnite was the first one where it was just like it exploded and blew up. And now you have the biggest first-person shooter um, out, available out there, who is following that model and reaping massive, massive benefits from this, apparently. At, th- what I say, $3 billion, mm-hmm. $300 billion? Too much money? Too much money. None that I saw? $3 billion. $3 billion with a B dollars. Billion. That's ridiculous. Do you play the mobile version of Call of Duty? Nope. I don't play any mobile games except for uh, Pokemon Go. Downloads Merge Dragons. I downloaded the, the Call of Duty mobile game. Do you play it? <laughs> I said I downloaded it. <laughs> That's all I did. I never played it. That's fair. That's uh, fair. I haven't played Warzone. 
this this is a time where I wish Caleb was here so he'd go on and on and on and on and on about how amazing Call of Duty Warzone is. Uh, but let's be honest, it's a, a ripoff of PUBG, um, who is mimicking the model of Fortnite and is just uh, available to a larger group of audience who are more mature and more vile and vitriol on the uh, interwebs. It's, it's all proven. Nothing, but facts. Nothing I said there's a lie. No lies. Nothing but facts. Uh, I don't. I don't lie. I just. I just keep it straight. Uh, shoot from the hip here. Uh, keep it real with the homies, and uh, let Ricky know that he still has not read my message. Uh, all right. So let's start with Sea of Thieves because they're following that model too. Because it's just. It's. It's the way of the future. So final topic of the day: Sea of Thieves to shift to battle pass model. For those who don't remember, Caleb and I tried to play Sea of Thieves when it first came out. When we did, this, we, we jumped on this big old boat, and we were like, heck yeah, let's go sail the open seas and wreck some havoc. And this dude jumped on there while Caleb was off purchasing some stuff, set that boat to sail, deuced off the boat as I'm thinking, woo, here we go. And I start doing all the stuff that's on there. And next thing you know, Caleb's like, where are you? What happened? And I'm out in the ocean with this big old, like, five-man team ship that I can't drive by myself. <laughs> and I crashed into some stupid big rock and died. Yeah. That was my experience with the game. Sea of Thieves is moving to a seasonal progressive system with the introduction of a battle pass starting January 2021. Uh, in developer's latest video update, creative director Mike Chapman explained that after a year and a half of updating the game on a monthly basis, Sea of Thieves is moving to a new system with the introduction of seasons. Okay. So what he just said was, for the last year, we haven't made any money, but we've been continually updating this game. Now we're going to keep updating the game, but we want you to give us your money because we, we need bread. Mm-hmm. We need something to eat. Uh, each season will last approximately three months and will begin with a new piece of content, a new experience or way of playing, he explained. Alongside that, over the three months, there will be a regular uh, regular and feature live events. These events will bring new rewards to players. Uh, with quality of life patches and updates being implemented regularly as well throughout the season, this new seasonal progression system, which Chapman said was the biggest change uh, in progression system since launch, will also come with an optional premium tier called the Plunder Pass. It will give access to unique rewards and exclusives to those who buy it. The only perk to this is that it's on Game Pass. If I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So if if you want to play this game for free, get on Game Pass, if it's still there, and download it and play the game. And then I, I, if you enjoy the game, I highly recommend you go through and you actually partake in these to support that developer. Mm-hmm. I'll say that at the beginning. I'm not going to do any of this. Like, unless somebody out there <laughs> is like, yo, let's go. I got a man of four, a team of four. I need one dude to jump on this boat to drive. Look, I'm your guy. I can drive a ship all day long. If you are like, hey, I'm putting together a team, holler at me when it's done. <laughs> not not happening. You, you don't walk in on, on the court with a five-man team expected to play against, and you got two dudes, and you're like, hey, get that guy off the bleachers. It worked, and white men can't jump because that guy lied. He can jump. But that's the only case that actually works. <laughs> so, like, this, this is awesome. It's great for the team that, that works on it. It's great for those who enjoy this game. I'm sure it still has a fairly significant, I don't want to say large, but at least a significant player base. 
I'm curious to see how it impacts though. Like I'll, I'll send it down. I really want to see what it looks like. See if Thieves passed the 15 million player milestone over the summer. I was wrong. There's a lot of people playing this game. I'm sorry. <laughs> I take back what I said. There is a large group of people playing this game. Oh, good golly. Matt, you have an Xbox. I do. I Caleb it. has an Xbox. <laughs> you have an Xbox. I have an Xbox. Wait till you see it. <laughs> let's just everything I just said. Let's just completely go back on it. Let's play CFDs. <laughs> yes. Let's uh, make it fifteen million and three players. <laughs> uh, honestly, I would be intrigued to try it. All right. Let's, I wish I, you know. I wish we had some sort of like work calendar or something like that. Like I literally just went to go say, "Let's put that on the work calendar," and I moved my mouse and I was like, "There's, there's no calendar. We don't schedule things. <laughs> Look at the podcast we're doing. It's completely willy nilly off the rails and doing whatever the heck we want. There's no calendar. We don't do schedules." <laughs> what if What if from now on I just have like a fake calendar behind me? There's absolutely nothing on it, <laughs> just for instances like this. I'm here for that. <laughs> It, 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 uh, things to do and it's just blank because there's nothing to do just a whiteboard your, actually your wall looks smooth enough you could probably get an expo marker on there and just write things to do and make it look official I could but it would also be a pain in the butt to get off because it's not actually the wall to do that <laughs> is it not a smooth flat surface it is a smooth flat surface but it needs a special coating to make it the dry erase wall. I can write on there. I have the markers. I just don't want to clean that up. Nah. I just probably I'll call take anything off. And if not, just paint over it. (laughs) This is true. This is true. Alright, Matt. So, this week on December the 10th, there's a major event happening. Yes. Yes, there is. We think it's going to get announced because we're not going to talk about Cyberpunk 2077 because that game is in the future. Uh, has It's not real until it's released because it's already been dated four times. And I'm not going to acknowledge that game is real life until it is real life in the hands of people, including myself. Uh, so let's talk about the Game Awards. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Before we, we, before we do that, game. before we do that, uh, I just, I know, I'm just hoping. I'm praying that someone, a uh, part of the Cyberpunk team, CD Product Red, is listening to this in some capacity because I have a bet writing on Cyberpunk. If it's delayed even a day, I win $7. <laughs> well, it sucks for you because they already announced their launch days. They're, they're planning for worldwide launch and what times will be available. So uh, get your $7 out. Uh, and pre- you know what? No. Leave your $7 in your pocket. Go to your bank. Request $7 in pennies. <laughs> so break said pennies into a large Target bag. Put that Target bag into a bigger Walmart bag and then pack it into a box and hand it to your friend and go, here you go. See, I would do that if they were local. 
Can I ship coins? Do you people steal coins? It. That makes it even more fun. Do, pe do people yeah, steal you coins? Ship coins? Well, do people steal coins? That's the thing. Okay, who's going to steal? Like, somebody's going to open that box up, see $7 and pennies, and steal that box back. Weird things have happened. <laughs> uh, that is actually the funniest thing I could think of. And I might actually just do that. <laughs> Most people would just send a Venmo request. Not this guy. No, dude. I'm, I'm, I lost a bet. You're going to pay for my loss. Here's your $7 in pennies. I wonder how much that... So I'm going to Google this. You keep talking. I'm going to Google. <laughs> so typically speaking, uh, Game Awards, it, we... We do get big video games announced. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, that's where we got our. That's where we got uh, Bayonetta three from Nintendo announced. Uh, I'm pretty sure I could be mistaken here. I thought Metroid Prime four was announced there. Um, last year we got the Xbox Series consoles revealed at the Game Awards. Uh, we got a bunch of Magic the Gathering games last year. So my question to you, Matt. Mm -hmm. Is are there any games that you suspect that we will see, or that you hope to see announced this Thursday night at the Game Awards? Um, I imagine we probably see Ragnarok. I think that may have already been hinted at, if if anything but confirmed. Um, but I would because it's already slated for twenty twenty one. I'd imagine we'd see that um i know we just got hyrule warriors i would love to see something about zelda probably won't happen i'm just wishful thinking on my part um i don't know that's honestly all i really care about at this point what if what if nintendo this year followed microsoft's lead from last year with microsoft's console reveal and they said you know they came we on, finally like, got a switch what? pro we want to <laughs> we want to be relevant to the conversation of these new consoles coming february march 2021 you get the switch pro i don't know what it what it comes like i don't know what's gonna get what oled screen it gets hotter like i don't i don't know but like and then they also announced that it's gonna come with legends of the breath of the wild dough I would be excited. I would also be in a state of panic because that's something I would want to get my hands on day one. But as you all know, I also just acquired a PS5. <laughs> so it's like, let, let's, uh, let's play our cards here, buddy. Let's, uh, you don't have to spend all the money you have. <laughs> hey, why make it if you can't spend it? This is also true. Uh, what what's uh the quote from Parks and Rec? You gotta work a little so you can ball a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that that would be accurate. That would be accurate. I mean, you, look, if they announce a Switch Pro, unlike the PS Five, I will be getting one day one. Mm -hmm. I doubt they will. It's a hope and a dream, 
But I'm right through with you. I think uh, Breath of the Wild 2 is, uh, would be phenomenal. See, I'm pretty sure that's also where they, sh I don't think they announced it there, but they showed off footage at the Game Awards the year before it actually, or two years before it came out as well. So Nintendo has pretty good rapport with Jeff Keighley in the Game Awards. Um, last year I felt like it was pretty dismal for Game Awards. Like mm -hmm. it was all Magic the Gathering announcements and Xbox. Yeah. And that was it. So if Gail was here, he'd tell us that they're going to announce uh, Starfields coming out in February. <laughs> Quickly followed by Elder Scrolls Six the following month. Right. But that's just because Caleb likes to be wrong. He does like to be wrong. He's good at it, too. Really good. <laughs> really good. Well, Matt, why don't you tell them where they can find us at if they want to listen to more of these awesome shows? Guys, we just love hearing from you guys. Or I'm sure you guys love hearing from us because we can't listen to you at this point in time from our end of the audio waves. But if you want to catch even more of our content, follow us on all social media at The TDM Show on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, and on Twitter, you can join the conversation by using the hashtag The TDM Show, at TDM Show on Instagram. And you can always go to our website. We love hearing from you guys. Uh, you can use the contact form uh, on whitenotestudio.com slash tdmshow. Uh, say hi, or you can suggest... Uh, different topics for us to talk about or suggest guests that you want to hear on the podcast uh, and we are available on all platforms that podcast are streaming so pick your favorite uh, give it a listen don't forget to rate and review and share it with your friends and you can follow me on all social media at Matt I'm sure you too and you can follow me on the Twitterverse at Tonksy T-O-N-N-K-S-Y uh, hit me up on the consoles of your choice I'm I'm at Tonks, T-O-N-N-K-S, on PlayStation and Xbox. I'm actually thinking, um, I, I've already got, got this going in my head, and I kind of put it out to you guys and never got a response because you guys treated me like Ricky and Spencer do. Uh, but I'm thinking about maybe next year chasing Platinums, but I'm hesitant because that restricts me to playing games on solely one console or mm -hmm. one platform base. Um, so I'm trying to figure out what my goal for next year is. Hit me up if you think you have an idea. Um, Ricky, if you hit me up with some like absurd goal, like get 1,000 score on one game on Microsoft, you can just keep playing 2K with that, man. I'm out. I'm out. Um, but outside of that, uh, that's it. I hope you guys had a great time listening. I had a lot of fun talking today. Matt, Thank you for joining me. Uh, it's 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 a, a shame. I don't want to lie. Uh, Caleb's not here, so it's a much better show. Um, we love you guys. Thank you for listening. Stay safe out there. Keep washing your hands. Wear your mask. And just think of others while you're doing it. Have a great day, guys. <laughs>